Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, it's Deborah and Jack. It's an early morning call. Yes. How's everyone today? You know, we have discovered about our viewers that they really are not as fascinated when we do contemporary subjects. Yeah. And our last recording is a little bit slow to rise to the top, so we thought we'd go back to our roots this morning, and that is to talk about religion. And, and Deb has a perfect uh, opening because she was speaking to someone who's quite sick right now. And let her tell you what they said to her. Yeah, it's so fascinating. But then, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who might feel the same way this gentleman feel. Uh, this morning, you know, this gentleman happened to be really ill with cancer. And um, his first statement is, why don't I just die? And I said, you're not ready to die. He said, yes, I'm ready to die. I said, well, God isn't ready for you to die. And he goes, I don't care. I don't believe in God anyways. There is no God. And I said, what made you feel that way? He said, I don't know. I just don't believe or, or care if there is a God. So I said, are you saying that because you wasn't thought about religion uh, when you were younger? He goes, no. He goes, yes and no. No, I wasn't taught about religion when I was younger. I didn't grow up with my parents telling me about God. I didn't hang around friends that talk about God. And neither do I worship God. So there is no God. Hmm. So I said, well, um, there is a God and he's real and he loves you very much. You know, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He goes, yeah, 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 whatever. Just just hurry up with my care. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I continued to pursue the conversation because there was just little gesture that I felt like he wanted to talk more about it, but he was just too prideful to admit that he really wanted to know more about God. Yeah. So I continued the conversation with him. I said, take for instance... A lot of people say that evolution is the creation and really and truly is that what creation is I, I asked him I said do you believe in evolution he's like well, I don't know I said well I don't believe in evolution he goes then why don't you believe in evolution I said because evolution means the constant change of things and since I know myself I was born a human and I'm still a human I haven't changed into anything else so that really shuts it down for me as it's not even uh it's not even something to consider uh, as part of a of a humanistic form it is not and i said i'm not saying evolution is not real but it just does not apply to human form in terms of creation and, and that's it, a big issue it, it, it goes is. back hundreds of years that people are still reeling that question around in their head and and one side versus the other you know and it's a very divided issue but i think you know Talking about someone when they are sick is a really important thing because in a lot of cases, people think that that's when religion has let them down, so to speak. You know, when they, when they feel that there's nothing more that can be done, if they didn't have a foundation that directed them to, to have, you know, some kind of comfort or peace, then they're going to even get angrier because they're just going to say, this has happened to me. And why me? Why was I chosen to suffer? Why am I going through a living hell? You know, and when people harp on that, it actually makes them almost angry at God, you know, and they sort of God becomes this this uh, image of destruction and something that's not positive in any oh, way. Even a falsify yeah. God. Very true. You know, yeah. in a way that they say, well, if there is a God, like he said to me, if there is a God, why am I suffering? I said, well, in the first case, you don't believe. 
So your suffering is not even an issue as to in, you know, in the same sentence as God. Because if you don't believe, then why would you think that God is suffering you? So the fact that you don't believe, first of all, belief is the gateway to understanding who God is. And sometimes your sickness and people don't realize that can come from anger or unforgiveness, feelings that you have inside yourself has made you that sick. make you sick. And I'm a firm believer in that because it, it, it pollutes your system. It manifests. Yeah, it yeah. creates toxicity. And when it comes out in the form of disease, people still don't make the connection that you should not have held on to this grudge like you did for years. You shouldn't have been angry at this person for years because what it's doing is eating away at your physical health and it's destroying your emotional stability. And you know what? That's a great point because what if, and maybe so, I'm saying what if on a hunch, what if every illness is tied to an emotion? Very well could be. I mean, we're not medical practitioners no. by any means, but I do think that there is a foundational link there. Yeah. Because when you get sick, you sometimes, you know, go and look for this medication and that medication, everything you can to heal yourself. But what we want to say is the Bible is the book of the greatest healing imaginable. When you read that book, you can heal yourself from everything that ails you, from anger, uh, from, you know, uh, unforgiveness, so many issues, you can find peace in yourself. And who knows, maybe you can heal your physical body by abandoning some of those toxic emotions. And, you know, the other great thing is that God does not expect us believers. We're not savers. We can't save people. Yeah. God is the only one who can do that. And so when we meet other people such as unbelievers who don't believe, you know, in the case of this gentleman this morning, um, all God wants us to do is to just plant that seed and he will water it for it to grow. He will break down the stones that is holding barriers. He will break the unbreakable. And so our job really is to just plant that seed. And sometimes when we're giving our testimony to, to, to tell others about how great God is and who he is in our lives, Sometimes we take the spotlight as to say, well, this is my story of how I went through this and how I came out of it. Yeah. And we really forgot to give God the glory of it. And we take, as much as we're thinking we're doing it for him, we're really glorifying ourselves in a sense. And so people tend to see right through that. And we miss the whole complete um, message of, what it is to glorify God throughout your circumstances. I totally agree with that. I think that even in the down times, you have to find something to be grateful for and mm -hmm. to praise God for, even if it's the simplest thing. Mm -hmm. Because in effect, that is what builds up your ability and your desire to want that intimacy and that, that close relationship. Mm -hmm. Because you can just say, wow, okay, I, I heard a great quote the other day, which I loved. It, it came from Winston Churchill, but it actually said, when you're going through hell, keep going. And I love that because I think it's wonderful. If you're going through a difficult time, keep moving forward. And nothing is better than to lean on some sort of a religious foundation. Know that God is real. Know that you can talk to him in the most raw, you know, um, uncompromising form. You know, you don't have to be in some closed, isolated area. You can be walking up and down the street. You can be on a bus ride. You can be anywhere and you can be talking inside your thoughts to God and, and having communication with him. And it does something. I, I, I think the, the change is so slow, 
but so significant that other people will notice it in you before you even notice it in yourself. Yes. But it starts to make a slow and steady progress. But that change only comes based on how your relationship stands with God. Because it's a communication and it's an intimacy. But you can tell him, Deb, that I don't have any relationship with you. I don't even believe in you. I don't even know why I'm praying to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And let the Holy and Spirit the whole, intercede yes, on and your let, behalf. Let something take shape. Something that isn't even there. You know, yeah. you, you can come and say, look, I'm a doubter. I've spent my life doing things the wrong way. I've made poor choices, poor judgment. But what have I got to lose? Let me just talk to That's you. what I said yeah. to him this morning. Because as I was finishing up, I said, do you want me to pray for you? And he says, no. And I said, well, maybe I wouldn't pray with you right now, but I will pray for you. And he goes, it doesn't matter. I said, well, you're right. It doesn't matter because whether you believe or not, I am still going to pray. And whether my prayer take effect on your life and God sees favor to grant you whatever you know, you, you're you struggling with or you're going through, again, it wouldn't matter because you don't believe. But when, as I'm leaving here, I have a feeling something will manifest, but you just don't want to say what it is right now that you want to talk about where God is concerned. And I said, there will be another opportunity. I will be back at work sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. You know? Even some people don't even come to God until they're on their deathbed. Yeah. And that's so sad. You know, that's a time that someone will come in and minister to them yeah. and, and bless them, you know, hoping that their soul winds up in the right place. Yeah. So it's really never too uh, early to begin or too late, you know, to find that connection. And, you know, like last night was like a pivotal time for me because I don't know why I was asking pretty much a lot of people if they believe in God. Like when I, I you know, I told you a story about this one lady grace they say oh that's a beautiful name and she said yeah god knew i needed grace why my mom named me grace she goes but even then i was a huge disgrace before i really become grace <laughs> that's good yeah. and i really love that just that that statement she made so bold and so yeah. honest you know she said before I, I found god i was a disgrace my name was not even my name was not even being used in the way it should. And then when I found God, that's when grace, the name, I embrace it and I embrace who God really is and he, how much he's such a, a graceful God. And, and he go, and that shaped my life to become the grace that I am. And that was just Isn't that so touching. Yeah. Very touching. Very touching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, we just thought we'd give you an early morning update, you know, yeah. on, uh, reach out for, for that spiritual connection. Yeah, and you know what? Like, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself this question. Is there a God? And it's okay to ask yourself that question if you don't understand the whole spiritual element. You ask yourself, is there a, is there a God? And what if your mind is saying, because the devil, the devil knows how to make you not believe there is a God, and he is the only God. Because the same spirit that is telling you there is no God, that same spirit is the one that wants you to believe that he is the God. Because God himself don't have to prove himself to anyone. He's, he says, faith is the evidence of things not seen, right? And Faith is the evidence of things not seen and evidence of things hoped for. So I said, I even said to him, I said, is it because you don't see him? Because a lot of people don't believe in what they don't see. 
And so that could become, you know, a real problem. And he's like, no, it doesn't matter what I can see him or not. I just don't believe in him. But I knew there's so many things he tried to compartmentalize as to think, maybe there is a God, but that would be on my own term when I believe it. Yeah. Or God has to show me that in a way that I would be like undeniable. Very you true. Know? So, yeah. so, you know, just ask yourself that realistic question. Is there a God? And if, if you still can't come to the conclusion whether or not, just talk. Just, just, just start to say, God, if there is a God. Ask question. Start that conversation. And you would see the response that you're going to get. Because, you know, my mother used to say, when you ask yourself questions, you get better answers. <laughs> but it's not that you're getting better answers from yourself, but there is that spirit within you that is answering your questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your, your path. path. Absolutely. So... Uh, I hope this message inspired you guys this morning to keep trusting, keep believing, and just know that, you know, God will give you faith where you're faithless. He'll give you hope where you're hopeless, and he will give you grace if you feel like you've been disgraced. So keep believing, don't stop, and um, be strong, hold the faith, and you'll see what happens. You definitely will. And the, and the other huge thing to that... You really, if you want a breakthrough of things, fasting is the element to breakthrough. Fasting and prayer. If you really want to be in touch with God, go through a fasting. Hmm. Deny your flesh. Challenge the spirit. And then you will prove for yourself if there's a higher power within your flesh that you, that you really need to be in touch with. Fasting. Okay, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for the insight, Deb, and the oh, encouraging welcome. message. I think it was very motivating, and I'm sure people will get a lot from it. My name is Jackie. And my name is Deborah. God bless you. God bless. Have a great day.